It's a. Uh, it's something that'll change the world and human life as we know it. He knows. He's seen the light. When Monty talks, it's painful. <laughs> Monty, you have been so instrumental in uh, kind of pointing me in the right direction. <laughs> it was about um, looking at your character defects and spirituality. Uh, it, it's the integration of clinical practices with uh, the 12 steps. It's an absolute pleasure. He certainly knows a lot of people. Uh, he's got a lot of energy. And sometimes when you don't have so much energy, he picks you up and carries you. Having the Monty man there certainly helps. This is one of the places that is about the business of the solution. Views expressed on this special broadcast of the Take 12 radio show do not necessarily reflect those of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting or its affiliates. KHLT is not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. Now here's that guy who's getting less popular minute by minute, your host, The Multiman. Welcome one and all to another fine episode of the Take 12 Recovery radio show. I am your host, The Monty Man. And uh, we are taking a bit of a break from the rest of the crew of this week. Uh, Marv R. will not be with us, Tony or Denver or Dave Fleming, but just you and I, well, kind of. Um, Marv and Bruce H., my uh, my sponsor who has gone on uh, to be with the Lord here uh, sometime back, uh, we, we put together a show called... The 12 step promises, the promises of the 12 steps, because each step has its own set of promises. Now, we're used to uh, reading the promises in many meetings, 12 step meetings uh, that are on the wall. Those are actually the ninth step promises. But let's not cheat ourselves. There's promises in every single step. And so, what I'm going to be doing for the next several weeks is producing and kind of condensing the show uh, that we put together because we went over, I think, 11 or 12 weeks of this uh, of researching the promises of every single snap. And so what I've done is I've taken out all the promos, all the public service announcements, all the Take 12 trivia and the uh, hoopara that we do at the beginning of the show and at the ending of the show, and I've just taken the topic and produce that for you because many of you have written in and wanted to be able to download these. Well, now you can. Uh, you can download them from our Podomatic page. You can download them from iTunes. Um, you can listen on iHeartRadio. You can listen uh, in uh, many different uh, platforms. So if you go to Take12Radio.com and simply click on the Listen button, you can download these shows so you have them, and uh, you can share them and burn copies of them with your friends as well. So for the next several weeks, we're going to be producing these, and they're going to simply be called the promises of step and then whatever step we're on. So this one is the promises of step one. So here we go, joining the conversation with myself, Marv R., and my sponsor, Bruce H., Reading from friendsofbillw.net, the introduction of this, it says, many of us have heard of the ninth step promises from page 83 and 84 of the big book, third edition, uh, of Alcoholics Anonymous. There are, however, additional promises in the big book. 
The following is a list of approximately 150 promises that I compiled. This is BillW.net, by the way, not the Monty Man. Uh, from the first edition of the big book. Some of the promises are directly associated with completion of a step. Some of the promises are inferred from the experiences of the first 100 men and women who recovered from alcoholism. In either case, I have found it helpful to remember there are promises throughout the big book if we just look for them. And uh, so uh, on page three of this, and by the way, again, listeners, if you like a copy of this, you can download this at www.friendsofbillw.net. Um, these are some of the promises. We may not get through all these all these today, but these are some of the promises associated with step one. Uh, listed here, like I said, not necessarily in order of, of, of importance or um, uh, chronological order, um, but on page 17, it says, nearly all have recovered. It's referring to the first 100 men and women. They have solved the drink problem. There's two promises there. They've recovered, and the drink problem has been solved. Um, I never looked at those as promises before. You know, I read through this stuff over and over again, and I never even considered it. Uh, number two, let's just do three of these. Uh, number two, but there exists among us a fellowship, a friendliness and an understanding which is increasingly wonderful. Number three, the feeling of having shared in a common peril is one element in the powerful cement that binds us. The tremendous fact for every one of us is that we have discovered a common solution. And then it goes on to say, we have a way out on which we can absolutely agree and upon which we can join in brotherly and harmonious action. This is the great news this book carries to those who suffer from alcoholism. That's on page 17. So there's like three promises in, in, in that one. The feeling of having shared in a common peril. Uh, we have discovered a common solution. And we have a way out. Um, so, so let's look at those three. Bruce, you, you had kind of mentioned something before the show about what you thought was the first promise. Yeah, that's on, yeah. on page 15. Okay. And on page 15, it tells you this. It says, I'll read the whole thing and then I'll pick the part out that I think is important. It says, for if the alcoholic failed to perfect and enlarge his spiritual life through work and sacrifice for others, he would he would could not survive the certain trials and low spots ahead. If he did not work, he would surely drink again. I think the very one of the very first promises in the book in step one is that if you don't do this thing, you will drink. And I think that what you've read there kind of verifies that. That mm. down on the bottom of page seventeen, it mm -hmm. talks about. We have but two alternatives. One's going to a bitter end. The other is to accept the spiritual help. And then this other part about the Creator on page 25 that we're going to get into. You know, but there's three places just before that where it talks about the problem. Then you have this new relationship, this spiritual. So a promise thing. can be one that is not necessarily a pleasant outcome. You bet. It is a, because we, we kind of think of promises as, you know, Unicorns well, and rainbows, right? <laughs> yeah. Let's let's tie it together. We're yeah. talking about step one. Right. And what is step one? You're powerless. And my take on that is this. You're powerless when you're drunk and you're powerless when you're sober. Right. You see. If you're an alcoholic. So if you're yeah. powerless, what's the end result of that? If you're powerless over alcohol, 
Not if you're an alcoholic, but if you're powerless over alcohol, over alcohol right. you're going to drink again. Yeah, and that is a promise. See, that's the yeah. that's the uh, that's the point of that, and uh, that's to take that. I, I'm not taking that out of context because right. on page uh, 44, it it uh, agrees with me there, and it talks about the summary of uh, step one. Any thoughts, Marv? Oh, you know, I have thoughts, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's still thinking about controlling that neighbor's dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's interesting to me uh, uh, that second sentence you read. They have solved the drink problem. Okay, um, but that's the drink problem. Period. And I think number two, where it talks about uh, existing among us a fellowship, a friendliness, and an understanding which is indescribably wonderful is going to fix the rest of the problem. You see where I'm coming from? Um, When I originally went into AA, um, well, no, I need to take that back. A few months after I went into AA, um, I decided I was an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. Because when I first went in there, there was no way I was going to admit that. And um, Did you even think you might be? Or you just were dead, uh, sold against it? I think I denied it. Yeah. Hard-headed. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. And then... uh, um, even though I'm not a real social person, mm-hmm. the the sentence in number two turned out to be um, important to me because through the meetings, um, uh, especially the understanding part, right. started helping me on the road to um, understanding I, I needed uh, uh, power greater than myself. Got it. Got it. So that's one of the things that when I when I came, remember I told you guys I think it was last week or our last show that there was those two meetings that I that I attended. The one where the guy was real welcoming, and the other one where they told me to leave because I had a shirt with a fish on it. Right. <laughs> right. Um, and and I gravitated. Where did I gravitate to? Where I was welcomed. Obviously, I you know, um, and. I had never been faced before with by another human being that looked me straight in the eye and basically was saying, I know you're sick. It's okay. You can stay here. That had never happened before. I, it was always a confrontational thing. It was always, what's wrong with you? Why can't you get it together? You know, uh, what, do you, what were you thinking? You know, all that kind of stuff. I never had somebody say to me, yeah, I, I know. You know, so that that was that was a promise that came true for me. Um, so let's go on. Number four, there is a solution. Page twenty-five. I didn't know that. What what a wonderful what a wonderful thing. Now I didn't know what the solution was yet, but I heard that. I think one of the one of the things where we cheat people is we say there's a solution and then we don't talk about it, right, Bruce? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you um, know something that I want to bring up yeah. real quick um, about there is a solution. 
What I've discovered for myself, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you know, a lot of times the big book and other literature talks about stuff like this, the promises and everything, and I don't know if it's just me or what, but it, it almost uh, seems to me like they're saying right now. Yeah, doesn't this, it? This yeah. is going to happen right now. Yeah. So in the part about there is a solution, I would like to say for me that I think that um, there are parts of solution, but the solution is lifelong. Mm -hmm. It's not going to come right now. Right. You know, because he, he, I've been around for a little while and I'm still <laughs> <laughs> stuff comes up that, and and I'm just kind of beating my head. Against and it isn't the wall. completely solved. Right. Yet. Right. right. Yeah, right. I think, so I, I think people need to know that this is um, um, it's a process. It's a, yeah. Right, yeah. Progress, yeah. not perfection is real. It's progressive. And it will come about, mm -hmm. but it's not going to happen today. Yeah. I agree for with, a lot of people. Yeah. yeah, I agree with what he, what Barb's saying. As I think that it's a growth process, right? And it's uh, uh, probably lifelong. You know, as a matter of fact, I would even step out of that, saying it that way, and say it's going to be a lifelong process. We have to learn to to grow and develop and. And in one place in the book, it actually talks about perfecting and enlarge this spiritual life, you know. And it is a progression to, to kind of shift from that. Do you, do you think that, that one of the reasons it's lifelong is because we have a tendency to repeat the same silly stuff over and over again? Yeah. Hmm. We're awful hard-headed. Yeah. Even when we're faced with the better road to go down, we go down the other one. Even in our best moments, it, we're the author of confusion. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it says. Yeah. Here yeah. we are. Yeah. Well, it's... I just think that uh, people who end up in AA, mm -hmm. um, and many that don't, are a lot more broken than what we realize. Mm. Uh, the the idea that uh, something's going to be fixed right now uh, with human beings uh, is way off. Kind base. of silly, really. To think about. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of unreasonable. Yeah, because you 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 know you can almost be guaranteed that no matter who it is that walks through that door, there's probably there's probably trauma that's been going on, abuse. Abuse, neglect, um, definitely self-will run riot. There's other. There's, it's just not you know that there's a drink problem, right? You know, um, number. But before anything can be done, the drink problem has to be. Solved. Yeah, because you, you got to get your head clear. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number five says, uh, but we saw that it really worked in others. We uh, and we had come to believe in the hopelessness and the fatality of life as we had been living it. Um, number six, we had found much of heaven, and we had been rocketed into a fourth dimension of existence, of which we had not even dreamed. I can't relate to that one. The fourth dimension? Yeah. I, I don't... What do you think the fourth dimension is? Bruce. <laughs> I know, I was just going to say Bruce. 
Well, I I believe it's it's growing in this God consciousness and mm-hmm. learning to walk and, and on a spiritual plane. Uh, I think you're right. That's what we're. That's the lifelong process that we're we're in, and we're just trying to grow in that. And uh, you know, look, one of the things that we talked about before was learning to look for God's will and the power to carry that out, not our own. Right. And you know darn well when I pray, even I'm praying for God to join me in my little plans. Sure. You know, <laughs> to come help me, you know. We even say it sometimes in, in yeah. faith circles. Lord, we invite you. And I always I always <laughs> chuckle under my breath. I mean, I understand the heart behind it, but I always kind of I snicker a little bit. Yeah. Like it, he needs an invitation. It's tr- <laughs> it is obviously a matter of the heart. and it. But I'm just saying that it, uh, it, as I grew, as I'm starting to – I recognize these things and that I'm actually – even in my prayers, I'm selfish, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm trying to direct God. And here I think I'm doing it right. But it's a growth process like Margaret was talking about. Mm-hmm. I'd beat myself up over them. But see, I'm e- e- easily able to talk about that. If somebody's saying, oh, you're even selfish in your prayers and, you know. Yeah, yeah. And when you're praying, you know. Are you relying upon the prayer or who you're praying to? See, that make me mad. Well, today it doesn't. I, I was, um, this dimension of existence of which we had not even dreamed, it's really interesting, that statement, because um, I, I remember years ago sitting on a park bench with my drinking buddy of 20-some-odd years, and... I was looking down at these ants crawling along this crack, and, and I, I looked at him and I said, you know what? I wonder if I'll ever get back to where something as simple as that means as much to me as it did when I was a kid. You know, and then we both agreed that we needed to quit drinking, and then we had another, had another beer <laughs> and toasted to it. <laughs> That's a wonderful story. <laughs> And, and, and you know, there came a point shortly after that. I did stop. I stopped dreaming that I would return to that simplicity. I I just gave up. I I didn't have that in my in my sights anymore. Um, the life of active alcoholism was so intense that even the thought of being in a different dimension of existence than I was then had gone. It had left me. Um, but it came back. But it didn't come back just because I walked into a room of twenty five people and sat down and listened to everybody talk about their day. That's that's not what it what it what happened. Uh, you know, somebody came alongside of me and and walked this process, this step process with me, and the light began to to come on again. You know, so so I guess what I'm saying is, if you're out there and you you're listening to this show and you don't think there's any hope and you just say, you know, I've gone too far. Um, don't believe that lie. Because, uh, first of all, if you're listening to the show and that's where you're at, there's a reason why you're listening. And this possibly could be a process of you returning to some form of sanity. Remember, we talked about being returned to sanity, not sobriety. Mm-hmm. Sobriety's got to come first, though. we got to get this stuff out of our bodies before we can start thinking clearly. Sometimes we don't want to tell people the truth and... And the what we're talking about here 
is step one. You notice how the, a lot of the the promises, mm-hmm. or, or especially the one I talked about, was, you know, you're going to drink again. If a person, if we don't tell them the truth and and the nature of uh, this illness and the nature of the spiritual disease, well, then what about what are we doing to help them? Uh, on page 24, it talks about the problem in, in a couple places really profound, okay? Mm-hmm. That you will drink again and that uh, that is there. There is a complete failure and defense, you know, from what is one putting his hand on a hot stove. And then it goes on to say, when this sort of thinking is fully established, we have placed ourselves beyond human aid. Right. You know, uh, these sort of things. And uh, yet, when guy comes into Alcoholics Anonymous, he's mad at God, right? He didn't want to hear about anything other than uh, fellowship. Right. You, you bet. You bet. But then it goes on to talk about, you know, this solution and uh, uh, what it has. And if you have that, both elements, the problem and the solution, Mm -hmm. see, so you know the problem and you have a solution to apply it to, it becomes a wonderment. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, it just boggles your mind uh, to how this has taken place. Monty, the thing that I've recovered from, and I honestly and truthfully believe, I haven't wanted to drink or use for years. Hmm. Now that's a miracle. I mean, yeah. like I but used to wake. Thought up. about it? Yes, I have thought about it. Oh, you bet. But I mean, I <clears> haven't <throat> had the obsession. You haven't had the obsession. It, it quick it, as that uh, thought goes into my mind, it goes out. Uh, and right. so I haven't wanted to, and I've, I've. Lived with an alcoholic for quite a while, and I'm telling you, to to put me in a position like that when I didn't have Christ in my life would have been it have been a death sentence for me. Mm. It would it really mm-hmm. really would have because I don't think I would have could have been able to battle that fact that somebody else is drinking and I'm not going to drink. You see what I mean? Did you guys uh, you used to make me mad. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know I did. <laughs> um, do you think? Let me ask Mark first. Do, do you think that sometimes we focus a lot on the on the malady and not the solution? Uh, and, and let me give you an example. Uh, hi, I'm Monty. I'm an alcoholic. Instead of hi, I'm Monty. I'm a recovered alcoholic. Uh, and I know different parts of the country, there's different patterns. And, you know, you know I, I don't want to argue semantics. But the big book would suggest, in fact, there's some place in there where it actually says we're to refer to ourselves as recovered. Um, but it's almost like I've got, I've got to shout from the mountaintops that I'm sick, sick, sick. And, and I, though I know that's important, and I know that we need to realize you, you can't fix what you don't acknowledge, obviously. Um, but I think sometimes we forget that we have a common solution as well, not just a commonality. What do you think, Marv? Well, I, I was thinking back while you were asking me this question, when I first came into AA, Uh huh. and, um, I... 
first of all, I didn't want to believe I was an alcoholic. I thought I was different, better. Mm -hmm. I'm an individual. I think for myself, I'm not going to fall into this trap with this group. Okay. You're not a bandwagon guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> so people come in there and I don't I honestly don't know why I kept going back except in my mind I was thinking to myself um there's something here and I need it uh and that was it mm. Um, I didn't think about there is a solution or mm -hmm. spiritual. Actually, I did think about spiritual stuff. But um, I don't think a lot of people, when they come in there, first of all, a lot of them don't want to be there. Sure. And, and, and I think orders, they have yeah. the, you know, uh, they come in there and sit down and they think to themselves, if they're anything like I was, you know what? I'm worthless. What am I doing? I don't believe in this stuff. Mm -hmm. These people are nuts. Mm -hmm. And um, it was by the grace of God that kept me going back. It really was. And then that idea, you know what? i got to change my way of thinking. I right. don't know. Uh, anyway. That is one thing I heard a lot when I first came here. Oh, and I wanted to say one other thing. Uh, when we got down to sentence uh, four, five, and six, mm -hmm. one of the things I thought of, <clears throat> maybe I'm way off base, but, you know, it really reminded me of chapter 11 in Hebrews, the faith chapter. Most of those old-timers, patriarchs and stuff, did not see the results of their faith. Very true. And, uh, Very true. And that's what this process uh, of being in recovery reminds me of. Mm. Somehow or another, somewhere along the line, each of us at a different point in time gets that mustard seed of faith and it helps us to keep coming back. Mm. Good point. So, really good point. Good point. Mm. Bruce? I definitely think that uh, people are looking too much at the problem and not enough at the solution. I think the solution has been so watered down that uh, uh, people don't want to look at it. Mm. Or they've talked or, or, or uh, made it undesirable. Hmm. Interesting. My friend Dick B says, when did we go from keep it simple to keep them sick? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I you know, I miss those old timers. You know, I, boy, I, I wasn't in AA a couple of weeks, and this guy walks up to me and he's shaking his finger in my face, and he says, "You can't fool me, any Ramsey. I know you're an alcoholic." <laughs> you talk about resentment, and he turned out to be a good friend of mine. Yeah, but you know, I agree with Bruce. Um, it's. A lot has been watered down. Yeah. Well, number seven here, and this, this <clears throat> man, this packs a punch. This really is a powerful statement. It says, the great fact is just this. Just that, just that introduction to what's coming up 
has got me paying attention. The great fact is just this, and nothing less, that we have had deep and effective spiritual experiences which have revolutionized our whole attitude towards life, toward our fellows, and toward God's universe. Wow, that's talking about change, isn't it? You're talking about changing your way of thinking. That's amazing. I I think, too, that... that, um... The thing that makes me so dogmatic mm-hmm. about things is I believe that this deep and effective spiritual experience mm-hmm. was a result of taking this path. You know what I mean? The the uh, uh, spiritual experience they're talking about is that um, that the steps. Now, the steps aren't the spiritual experience. The steps are the path to the spiritual experience. True. Yeah. See, that's that. I have to make that clear and then put it another way. The steps aren't the power, the steps are a path to the power. Yeah, you know, this uh, uh, clears the path and humbles us and uh, uh, places us into a position to go to God with an entirely different attitude. Mm-hmm. These spiritual principles, mm-hmm. a spiritual set of tools, mm-hmm. if you will, whatever they call them. I think it all fits into that that realm that it's it's headed towards that and it, so you take these spiritual principles and you apply them in your life and it'll place you in a position that you can go to God with a contrite heart. Mm. And I think that's God working for us. Yes. The observation. Pow- the power of observation. Is, <laughs> and what's uh what I notice it says Spiritual experiences, mm-hmm. plural. Plural. And that's why I say the power of observation. Sometime or another, I don't know exactly when, it dawned on me to be really pay attention to what's going on around me. And another thing that dawned on me is to look for God's work in mm-hmm. other people's lives. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't don't ask me why, because I'm a thick-headed Irishman. And, <laughs> <clears throat> excuse me, um, boy, that it's right on the money. I um, my whole attitude. Well, ninety-eight <laughs> percent in life has changed, and it's been because of spiritual experiences. Right. Uh, not only that I have experienced, but in observation of what's going on with the people around me. Yeah. How yeah. God opens doors. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. I do have to agree with you on that, to watch other people and to see them grow. Oh, that's that's just absolutely something you don't want to miss. We've been talking about some of the promises in step one, associated with step one. Number eight here, and Bill does it again. He's repeating himself using different words. He just said the great fact is just this. Now he says the central fact of our lives today. He's making an emphasis on what is really going on. He says the central fact of our lives today is the absolute certainty. Now that's a bold statement. The absolute certainty. If we said, put it another way and we said, I don't think, I don't have the opinion of, I know some people would get in our face and they go, well, that's your opinion. No, I know. And he says this here. 
is the absolute certainty that our Creator has entered into our hearts and lives in a way which is indeed miraculous. Wow, what a promise. That amazes me. See, that, uh, I'll say this, and I've said it in the rooms because I just, I just don't understand this. When this sort of thing takes place in your life, yeah, you start to stop giving yourself the credit for it. Or your sponsor. Or your sponsor. My sponsor told me this. My sponsor told me that. <laughs> or no. I, I, I. Yeah. It, it goes off. And we're, I hope we read the last one on this page at 164 before the end of the show. But I'm telling you that that when I realized who I was and what I couldn't do, that I couldn't get rid of this selfishness and self-centeredness, that I needed his help, and then he started to aid me in that process. Not that it's God's, but he started to yeah. to help me. Yeah, uh, that was miraculous. Yeah, that was that was uh, a, a wonderful thing. And I stopped uh, saying Bruce did this and Bruce did that. Mm. You know, it started mm-hmm. glorifying mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. And now I think what it's like Barb was talking about. Now I'm trying to do that in my everyday life and. And uh, in my conduct, the way I carry myself, and here I am. It's <laughs> a bad conduct in the last couple of days. <laughs> it's amazing. You're having spiritual experiences. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh God. Um, number nine, and then we will go down to the last one. Number nine, he has he has a commenced to accomplish uh, those things for us which we could never do. By ourselves now. See here, this is the part where we've gone from active alcoholism or addiction or whatever it may be that you're dealing with, being about powerlessness to being about power, mm-hmm. his power, mm-hmm. and uh, that, that just that, that I just love that. I, I you know it was years before I, anybody ever told me that this thing was about power. I just was putting pointing it in the wrong direction because I thought I had power. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, let's talk about the last one on this page. Still, you may say, it reads, this is page 164 in the big book, but I will not have the benefit of contact with you who wrote this book. We cannot be sure. God will, Ill, uh, will determine that. So you must remember that your real reliance is always upon him. He will show you how to create the fellowship you crave. So my interpretation of that is is the reader might be saying, well, you know, that's fine and good for you guys. I I wasn't there. And I can't experience it like you can. Well, he says God will determine that. You must remember that your real reliance is always upon him. Well, I'll give you a really prime example of what I think that we're talking about here with all these promises and the root cause of this thing and all the way from solving this drink problem down, I think this right. ties it in, is that God is going to determine that and he'll show me how to have the kind of relationships that I've always craved. There's another way of saying it. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be sitting here in this room with you and uh, Imani and with you if it wasn't for God in my life. I believe that he has opened the door for me to have a relationship with you 
And it's the kind of relationship I've created all my life. Look at my friend Rick Fry. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a relationship that I've developed in Alcoholics Anonymous uh, because of my relationship with God. Yeah. He's showing me how to have those kind of relationships. He's taught that to me. So he's done all these things on this page and and showing me how to have this fellowship that I think Marv was talking about right right from the jump. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And so I can see that, see the importance, but I believe that he's gave me that uh, to do that. It, that's what he's saying here. He says, we cannot be sure. God will determine that. Now, this is where he goes. So you must remember that your real reliance is on him. He will show you how to create the fellowship you crave. He will. Yeah. Yeah. Not your sponsor, not your best buddy. Not, he will show me yeah. how to care. He'll do it. You know what I mean? And that's by, by, for the very first time in my life, and then I'll shut up and let Marv have this, is to, I don't want it. I've been afforded the opportunity for the first time in my life, Marv, to take an honest look at an appraisal at myself, and I didn't like what I see. I didn't like it. And so I went to God with a different heart because of that and asked him for help. And he came. Mm -hmm. That's all I can say. Mm. I don't know why he does in one person's life, why he doesn't in another. But I know I'm not going to take credit for that. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Let, let, let's look at this this these last two really quick. I'm just going to read these. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. This is the next page. Uh, remember, again, this is not a book of suggestions. This is a suggested program. Um, we realize we know only a little. And he's talking about those first folks. Uh, God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation. Here's a directive. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answer will come. Wow, that's cool. That's a great promise. Uh, if, if, it's conditional, your own house is in order. Reminds me of that scripture verse about, you know, taking the log out of your brother's eye or the splinter out of your brother's eye and you haven't taken the log out of yours, that kind of thing. Um, it doesn't say not to help your brother remove that. What it is saying is make sure your house is in order first. Um, and, and so that's what it says. But obviously you cannot transmit something you, you haven't got. Uh, see to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. Great events will come to pass. Wow. Where's the if now? Yeah. See, if, yeah. If, it's if your relationship with him. Yeah. You see what I mean? And, and that's the way it is back before that too. It's conditional upon your relationship with him. It is. With God. It is. We have to learn to stop putting ourselves first and put him first. We shall be with you in in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road to happy destiny. The fellowship of the Spirit, not the Spirit of the fellowship, and they're 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 both very real. A lot of times people get them confused. Um, the fellowship of what spirit? Of God's spirit. 
the fellowship of his spirit. Um, and uh, and then it talks about, you know, trudging. And we've talked about before, you know, that's kind of in a chuckly way what that really means. You know, uh, walking with purpose. Some people don't like that word trudge. It's not negative. It sounds negative, though, doesn't it? Trudge. <laughs> I've done a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, and so these are some of the promises associated with the first step. Uh, next week we'll talk about promises associated with step two. If you've got uh, some ideas or you have some experiences, some promises that have come true in your life as a result of step one, basically recognizing that you're powerless, that your life has become unmanageable, and as a result of of that declaration, you have come to to experience something that you've never experienced before, please let us know. Our email address is take12radio at comcast.net. Any closing thoughts from you guys? Have you noticed in the book when, we, when we're reading and it gives us all this hopelessness and, and uh, that we're going to drink again and, yeah. and we've, we've lost the power of choice when it comes to alcohol, all of this, this stuff, that they're just devastating, that always right behind it, there comes a message of hope. Yeah. He doesn't just leave you there. Just leave you there. Right. And I think that that's what we're missing in the uh, the rooms is that to, it's what it was like, what it was like, what it was like, and what it was like. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and so we have we have all that. And I understand that, and I understand that there's new people that come in, but I think there should be a element of uh, what it was like and what you did and what it's like now. Marv, any closing thoughts? Uh, no. Hey. I just uh, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. Oh, we love, I like we, you guys. Uh, we like you too. <laughs> <laughs> Remember this, no I'm, foot, no horse. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> Yeah, you can't get out of town without a horse. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it. Listen, if, if you want to listen to these shows, the uh, the promises of each one of these steps in their entirety uh, before they were edited, uh, get the uh, the public service announcements and the Take 12 trivia and all the fun stuff that we do, simply go to Take12Radio.com, scroll down and click on Recovery Workshops, and then click on the 12-Step Promises, and you can download and you can listen to all of the shows on the promises of each step in their entirety as far as all, all the stuff goes unedited. Uh, these are going to be produced for you, so you're just focusing on the topic itself. All right, until next time, this is the Monty Man reminding you that we are now on iHeartRadio, we are on iTunes, we are on WordPress, we are on Google+, we are on Twitter. Um, well, just the list goes on and on. Visit us at Take12Radio.com. You can download our, our app um, from Podomatic and take us with you on the go. And, uh, well, there you go. So until next time, we are wishing God's perfect serenity for you. Bye-bye now.
This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting. Kitty, 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 kitty.